0: Hello, and welcome back to It's the Blank for Me podcast. My name is Eli Jordan, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, David McMahon. How's it going? And Cole Coggins. What's up? Now, today we will be going into something that I find very interesting, while the other two may not find as enthralling. It's stupid. This isn't very fun. And that is Conspiracy Theories. So before we get into any of them, I would like to say these are all just conspiracy theories. There is no proven facts behind them, and that we are not trying to slander any of the names brought up today by talking about these topics. And with that, I will be getting into my personal favorite conspiracy theories. And that one is the JFK assassination. There are many things surrounding this killing that I find to just be quite ominous, frankly, that I don't think is very true that happened. I think there's a lot of mystery surrounding it, and I think there was some sort of government conspiracy involved. I think you're digging too deep into this. I probably am.
1: Government always takes one third of everything. Amen.
0: So, on November 22nd, 1963, John F. Kennedy decided that he was going to take a presidential parade around the city of Dallas. With that, he traveled through the fateful grassy knoll that we all know what happened there today. But he said, you know what? It's going to be a very nice day to let the top down. What happened? That ended up being a fatal mistake. ...for Mr. Kennedy. Oh, What happened? I'm trying to explain that. Uh,
1: the exp... The the suspense is killing me. Tell me now. Are you okay? Tell me now. What happened? So, as I said, he
0: wanted to let the top down. So as his presidential parade strolled through the grassy knoll, according to the government's official release, one Lee Harvey Oswald took a shot from a library that went through the back of JFK's head through the front. He hit him with two shots, allegedly... And he died right then and there.
2: <laughs> Headshot.
0: So, yeah. the reason that I do not find this very true. One, the biggest thing for me with this whole thing is the way that JFK's body reacted to the bullets. The First shot that he got hit by was the neck. In the Sapruder film, I would encourage you guys to watch, this, watch that tape while you're listening to this. So you can kind of get a visual of what's going on. He was shot from the back of the neck through. You see him grasp around his neck and his wife come to his aid immediately. Shortly after that, you see his body jerk back and to the left. Now, according to where Lee Harvey Oswald was located, in the library back behind JFK to his right, if he was shot in the back of the head by Oswald, his body should have, in my eyes, jerked to the front or to the right. So, if he is behind him, how could a bullet coming from behind him force his body to jerk back and to the left? Can either of you give me any sort of explanation why that might be? Gravity. Oh. Apparently that's how gravity works.
1: That's going against Newton's second law of gravity. Is it? Actually, no, that's not the second law of gravity. I don't even know what law of gravity is. just the law of gravity. So
0: there's also many other things that are fishy about this case. Number one, immediately after John F. Kennedy died, they went and took the car that he was in and wiped that thing clean. The car was then later used by the Lyndon B. Johnson administration and other presidential administrations after that before it remains in its final resting place in a museum. I believe that is in Minnesota. Do not quote me on that. Well, I mean, I would too. It was a nice car, so why wouldn't they wipe it down? Well, because as the president's like government and stuff, they should have plenty of cars. That is a crime scene car to where a president was killed. Why would they go and details. wipe it? Why would the government go and wipe it down, try to get rid of any evidence before a police investigation crew could come in and see what was going on? That's minor details. That's not minor details. Oh, I believe that sure. is very important in this whole topic.
2: Not really. I mean, that's kind of, like I said, digging too deep. No. As long, I don't as, think it... as long as you ride the flow
0: and just don't dig too deep in things, you'll be a happy person. I don't see why the government who was trying to figure out who killed him, would go wipe down the car before they could get any evidence from it if they didn't already know who did it. M- more suspicion on top of this. The CIA had a plot to kill Fidel Castro before this. Shortly before John F. Kennedy died, in like the Septemberish months, he found out about this and tried to veto it. The CIA wasn't very happy about this. They wanted to get rid of Fidel Castro and the communism in Cuba. So... Like few he's months a good ago. guy. No. Oh. No. I was Bad, guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. Hot twist. I was thinking of his brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, JFK didn't want them to kill Fidel Castro. So, CIA kills him. Why is there evidence to this? If the CIA and the FBI both had cases on Lee Harvey Oswald before the killing. Why? Because he went to communist Russia lived there for a while before coming back to the States. So, they thought he could be a communist spy. In the end, they found out he wasn't, but he still killed the president.
2: Allegedly.
0: I think the CIA hired him to do so. Reason why? They tampered with his case before the killing of John F. Kennedy and afterwards. As well, the only person caught was Lee R. V. Oswald. And right before he went to court or was arrested and could be trialed or questioned at all, he was killed. By another man who did said he just killed him because he loved the country and wanted to, like, kill him. Mob ties. I don't think it was mob ties. I think that was the CIA man coming in to finish up the kill so that Lee R. V. Oswald could not rat out the government on their case of killing John F. Kennedy. So that's about all I got for that one. Are there any questions you guys have about it? I still don't think it's... Well,
1: I think it's true. Let's go to the internet see what else people think about this. So, so what website are you getting this from, Cole? Time Magazine has a lot of conspiracy theories. If you're into it, go there. They got a lot. So as they say, John F. Kennedy was assassinated November 22nd, 1963. This is what they think they can stipulate by now. He was struck by two bullets, one in the head and one in the neck. So it goes back to what you were saying earlier about two shots. So, that conclusion hasn't been passed muster with the public. A 2003 ABC News poll found that 70% of Americans believe Kennedy's death was a result of a broader plot. The, per- the trajectory of the bullet, some say, didn't square with Oswald's perch on the 6th floor of the Texas School Book Dis- Depository. Going with what you said earlier as well. Others suggest a second gunman, perhaps on the grassy knoll of um, the LA Plaza, if that's how you say it, I don't really know. Participate in the shooting. Others believe in an even broader conspiracy. Was Kennedy killed by CAI agents acting either out of anger over the Bay of Pigs or at the behest of Vice President Lyndon Johnson? By KGB operatives, mobsters mad at Kennedy's brother for initiating the persecution of organized crime rings, speculation over one of history's most famous political assassinations in such a popular parlor game that most people have taken the rumors to heart. From this poll, just 32% of these people believe Oswald carried out the killing on his own. So, going back to what you said, there was more than just one one killer. I do believe it's very
0: plausible that John F. Kennedy was... There was some sort of plot going on behind him just not getting killed by a random man who wanted vengeance on the government for whatever reason. I
2: don't know. I'm not fully sold on it. Okay. I'm a history book
1: guy. I don't really care for conspiracy theories. Happens to the best of us. How about, I came up with an idea. Okay. How about we just travel back in time and just watch it happen? That's not possible. I, I
0: think he's really onto to something here. I am i don't think you, he is. I'm I, telling
1: you. I, pull a Ben 10. Even though we're not trying to <laughs> change, we can just turn it to a time machine. Say, go back to 1963, November 22nd.
2: Or, you know what? We could just hop in my DeLorean that I have right out front. We can travel at 80 miles per hour into a brick wall. Hour. Okay, I'm sorry. 88 miles per hour into a brick wall, and we'll just travel back into time. Quick we'll question. Does your out.
0: DeLorean have a flux capacitor? It does. Okay, then yeah, we should be good. If we are able to time travel, why don't we just go ahead and go back to 1945 as well? With that, we'll roll into our next conspiracy theory. Hitler did not die in 1945. Yes, he did. No. No, he didn't.
2: Yes, he
0: did. And here is my evidence. So, a legend story goes, Hitler and Eva Braun went to kill themselves in their secret bunker where they shot themselves and then the German government put out that Hitler died. Yep, that's how it is. Yeah. Yep. So, number one, I just want you to think about this. The, the Nazis were in a losing war at this point, correct? They were getting marched on by both sides. They saw the fall of the country was imminent. USA? Hell yeah. So, Hitler wants the government to put out that he kills himself so that the rest of the world thinks that, hey, the war is coming towards an end. But actually, he escaped to Argentina. The reason I think this is that from the secret bunker where Hitler allegedly killed himself was found a tunnel that went to an airport where it was known to take Nazi conspirators to South America to live out the rest of their lives. Many Nazi higher-up generals were found in South America and later tried for war crimes throughout the 40s and 50s. And even more evidence. There was a skull fragment found by the Russian government, or the Russian military. It was of a woman from around the age of 40. The one woman that Hitler killed himself with was Eva Braun at the age of 33. How does a skull who, that from a person who killed themselves age? They don't. Over time. They don't. Over time the body stops growing at that point in which the person killed themselves. So, if that was the skull fragments of Eva Braun, they would have found her to be in her early 30s. And they didn't. It was around the 40s. Like I said earlier, there was tunnels from the bunker to an airport which led people to Argentina. And there was a former SS officer who said that they saw Hitler move from Argentina to Colombia in 1951. This was two years before that he was found in Argentina and then later tried by the U.S. for war crimes.
2: He was found. Hitler was found.
0: No. The SS officer. I was going to say, I was like, well, clearly not. So, is there anything you'd like to discuss further about this?
2: I don't like this one. Why? Because I just don't think it's true. I, I really don't, I don't. I'm not convinced that Hitler did not die in 1945.
0: His One, his body was never found. That you know of. You are getting all this information from where... There's a documentary series on Netflix called Conspiracy Theories where I first learned about this. From there, I went to research it on other websites, such as TheTimesOfIsrael.com also furthers my point about Hitler not dying. As well as a documentary on the History Channel as well. Another documentary called Conspiracy, The Death of Hitler that came out in 2015. All of these support the fact that Hitler did not die this year.
2: Until I see it for myself, which will never happen, (laughs) I will not believe in that.
0: Which I think is also the reason that we should just go ahead and time travel back to 1945. I'm 100% down. Alright, so on the next episode of It's the Blank for Me, we will be back in 1945. The radio quality will probably not be as good as this one, as we will be using older technology, but we will
1: get it out either way. Well, since we're talking about Hitler, let's just change the subject real quick. Let's go to our next theory, called the Holocaust Revisionism. Oh, Lord. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rewarn, I'm a butcher of these names, so just bear with me. Despite overwhelming evidence and an ad- admission and apology from Germany decades ago, revisionists continue to claim that nearly 6 million Jews were not killed by Nazis during the Holocaust. Yeah. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> oh no. I, Iranian President uh yeah, I'm not even going to try. You can look it up. Like I said, just go to Time Magazine and just go to the Holocaust Revisionism and you'll see it The president, for one has called the Holocaust a what they say, a myth and suggested that Germany and other European countries rather than Palestine or Palestine, whatever you want to say provide land for a Jewish state Unlike the president, most revisionists do not deny that Jews were interned in prison camps during World War II. Rather, they argue that the number of deaths was greatly exaggerated. Gas chambers are a particular sticking point. Holocaust deniers say that they were purely a rumor or, if they indeed existed, were not powerful enough to kill, though evidence in history indicated otherwise. In the photographs of emaciated and dying Jews... Attorney Edgar J. Stelly, a revisionist, says all those pictures of skinny people and bodies stacked like cord wood were actually of Czechs and Poles and Germans, who died of typhus, which was rampant in the camps. So, what do you got to say to that? I don't believe that. Yeah, this why? one's a little far-fetched. <laughs> one's really, a I, that one, far-fetched. That one doesn't really make sense to me. Like, the two okay. that I brought
0: up earlier, there's some plausible deniability there to where it could be true.
1: No. Yes.
2: No, I'm done fighting you on this. because I've, no, just no.
1: Honestly, if we had to rank this of like one to like... Okay, more, one one
0: being two. false, ten being absolutely true.
1: I would give it definitely one. About a negative four. I would give it a one. I'd definitely give it a one. Or yeah. a zero, if zero is possible. <laughs> it's not.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I can go on. I, I can bring up one that's kind of in that ballpark. I mean, not necessarily. It was definitely um, dated at the same time of World War II, kind of in that area. It was actually during the time of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, The conspiracy is that the government was stealing dead bodies to do radioactive testing. This is called the horror of Project Sunshine. Oh. So um, what we know about it is that the government was stealing parts of dead bodies because they needed young tissue. They recruited a worldwide network of agents to find recently deceased babies and children and then take samples and even limbs, each collected without notification or permission of the more than 1,500 grieving families. The world only woke up to the horrific scientific history of Project Sunshine half a century later. What do you guys think about that one?
1: Wow. That's, wow.
2: So just remember, this was during the time of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They were going to to these
0: sites and collecting dead bodies. That is true. I could see it. But I would need to look more into it to find truth or plausible deniability on why it happened.
2: The only reason I could see this being true is because it's talking about the US government studying the effects. So I, get, I mean, I could see it. I mean, if I had to put this on our scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably put it at like a 6.
0: Yeah, I'd say probably a 5.9.
1: Yeah, I might have to go 5. <laughs> okay, so since with JFK and the CIA, I found another one about the CIA. So. Since the Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention first reported the HIV/AIDS epidemic, oh well, it's actually the CIA and AIDS, so pre one. Restart. Since the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention first reported the HIV/AIDS epidemic in 1981, rumors have persisted that deadly virus was created by the CIA to wipe out homosexuals and African Americans. Oh wow, some wow. Stuff. Wow. Okay. Even today, the conspiracy theory has a number of high-profile believers. South African President Thabo Mebke once touted the theory, disputing scientific claims that the virus originated in Africa and accusing the U.S. government of manufacturing the virus in military labs. When she won the Nobel Peace Prize, Kenyan ecologist Wangari Matha used the international spotlight to support that theory as well. Others insist that the government deliberately injected gay men with the virus during 1978. Hepatitis B experiments in New York, San, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Good lord. Still others point to Richard Nixon. Okay, how did he get brought into this? Who combined <laughs> the U.S. Ar- Army's bio Biowarfare Department with the National Cancer Institute in 1971? Through the co-discoveries of HIV, Dr. Robert Gallo of the National Cancer Institute and Dr. Luc Monta- Montagnier of the Pasteur Institute in Paris... Don't agree on its origins. Most members of the scientific community believe the virus jumped from monkeys to humans sometimes during the 1930s. So what do you got to say about that one?
2: That was definitely edgy. Yeah. Um, Quite dark. Very, very dark. But also, I've been told multiple times not to trust the government, so I would put that at a solid
1: 5.5. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go with 4. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking go like four. a solid
2: 4.3. Just to remind the viewers, 1 being absolutely not believable and 10 being the most believable thing you've ever heard. Um, Honest. but to kind of piggyback off that, there's actually another one that is called Bad Booze, and this is another kind of a government conspiracy, not being able to trust the government. But this one dates back a lot further. This is during the Prohibition. Um, If you guys don't know a lot about the Prohibition, then I'm sorry that your history teacher was not very good in middle school or high school. But uh, So basically, the conspiracy is that during the Prohibition, the government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking it. Um, the, the things we know about this conspiracy theory is that manufacturers of industrial alcohol have been mixing their products with dangerous chemicals for years prior to the Prohibition. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning the alcohol into moonshine. That didn't stop the bootleggers, of course, or their customers, and by the end of Prohibition, more than 10,000 Americans had been killed by tainted booze. Much of the illegal booze was sold in infamous night spots called speakeasies, so-called from the practice of speaking quietly about such a place in public, or when inside it, so as not to alert the police and neighbors.
0: What do y'all think about that one? I've heard about this one before, and around this, like police would take captured alcohol that they have, poison it, and try to put it back out. Now, I don't believe this one is has a lot of truth to it, but I also could see how it
1: does. I don't. I had never really... Heard, this is the first time I heard this one, so I really don't know what to say about it, really.
2: Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to put this one at about a 2, honestly.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with a 1.9. And yeah. it's
2: not even because, like, ago. it couldn't be true. It's more or less for the fact that, like, I, I it's such a long time ago, and, I, and there, we don't know how... What is true? What is not?
0: And I don't believe that the U.S. government would go and kill tens of thousands of Americans
1: over that. I could be wrong, though. Don't trust your government. Despise to get away from the government. The next one is the reptilian elite. Heck yeah! They are Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. (laughs) Okay, that came out of the blue, but let's continue. Blood drinking, flesh eating, shape shifting, extra extraterrestrial reptilian humanoids with only one objective in their cold-blooded little heads to enslave the human race Bill gates mark zuckerberg all Steve the rich e. how about e. e. we just say they're all, the, all the rich people in the world okay let's just say it like that they are our leaders our corporate executives our <laughs> beloved oscar-winning actors and grammy-winning singers and they're responsible for the holocaust the oklahoma city bombings and the 9-11 attacks what They okay this is not even believable anymore at least according to former BBC sports reporter David Icke, who became the first posture human for the theory in 1998 after publishing his first book, The Biggest Secret, which contained interviews with two Brits who claimed members of the royal family are nothing more than reptiles with crowns. Amen. And basically, basically, it's picture Dracula meets Swap Thing. So,
2: I'm um, going to go ahead and
1: rank this at a negative five. Okay, there's more, but you can rank The conspiracy theorist and new age philosopher who wore only turquoise for a time and insisted on being called son of Godhead says these Anunnaki, which is the reptiles, have controlled humankind since ancient times. They count among their number Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and Bob Hope. Enroaching on other conspiracy theorists, Territory, Ike even claims that the lizards are beyond secret societies like the Freemasons and the Illuminati. Since earning the dubious title of Paranoid of the Decade in the late 1990s, Ike has written several books on the topic, including the latest work, The David Ike Guide to the Global Conspiracy, while operating his own website, complete with merchandise and advertisements. So, yeah, I'm going to go a negative like three because there's no way that's even believable. Negative five. No. So. Yeah, I'm going to go about a negative two.
2: That was probably the dumbest conspiracy
0: theory I've ever yeah, heard. I'm Even though Mark Zuckerberg one. is the Lizard King, completely false.
1: There's no way that's believable. Uh,
2: the last one I wanted to bring up is actually going right back to the government instead of spearing away. But this one has to do with a former rock legend, an amazing musician, uh, John Lennon. And this theory says that John Lennon was under government surveillance. Uh, like I said, the conspiracy states that the FBI was spying on former Beatle John, Legend, John Lennon. Sorry. Uh, the things we know about this conspiracy theory is that they most certainly were, like many counterculture heroes, Lennon was considered a threat. Anti-war songs like Give Peace a Chance didn't exactly endear former Beatle John Lennon to the Nixon administration, and PR reported in 2010. In 1971... The FBI put John Lennon under surveillance, and the Immigration and Naturalization Service tried to deport him a year later. In 1957, John Lennon and Paul McCartney met at a party in Woolton, just yards away from their meeting place, was the grave of Eleanor Rigby. Now, I will say this is probably one that I could actually see, mainly for the fact that his music was definitely anti-war and was not really fitting of the time that he was living in. So I could see this one being more believable than fictional. So I'm going to have to put it at like a 7, honestly.
0: Yeah, I could see as being a strong 6.8. Yeah, I'm going to go with 7. So I would like to bring up the next one. And this is one that I find just completely preposterous, but also a little bit funny. And that is the simple fact that birds
1: aren't real. I hate this. Oh my goodness, of course. We're we're not doing this this. one. Between
0: 1959 Uh. and 1971, the US government went to extinguish all of the birds around the US and in the country. Now, why would they do this? To make government drones out of the bird carcasses and send them around the globe to spy on the world. Why is
1: this a thing? How is this even possible?
0: So, you may be wondering why? How? When? Where? Sometimes why?
2: You already said why. Oh, well. Oh, goodness.
0: The only evidence I have behind this is the fact that where do you see birds perched quite often? Power lines. How often do you find a flock of birds on power lines? What are they doing there? They are recharging their camera eyes so they can continue to spy on us as Americans. No.
2: Because the only way that the power lines even shoot electricity out of the power lines is if there's ground to power line.
1: And let's also and put it like this. Let's put it like this. Birds program. are not on the ground while let's,
2: touching the power lines. They
1: could be. They could not. <laughs> let's put it through this perspective of being a hunter. When you shoot a bird, do you see mechanical parts come out of it? No, you see blood, red blood. Because the government's that good. No. Okay, when you Okay, let's say let's say for hunters, like when my family raises game birds, okay? When I go shoot, like even if I shoot a pigeon outside, you open it up. There's no mechanical parts in it. It's all meat. Yes. So I don't know what you're trying to get here.
0: the government is so good at hiding their electronics in the bird's brains that they are able to get through it.
1: In the brains? Oh my goodness.
0: So with that, let's get into the ratings. I'm going to have to put this one at a strong 10 out of 10. This is completely truthful.
1: Oh my god. The birds are cameras.
2: First of all, that's slander. Secondly,
1: negative 10. I'm going to have to give a negative 10 as well. Nice. Okay, one more. We got one more. Since this was about the time last year when the Area 51 raid was about to happen, let's talk about Area 51 and the aliens. We may have tank thanks to the space program, but who gave us such innovations as a stealth fighter and the Kevlar? Aliens, of course. Conspiracy theorists believe that the remains of crashed UFO spacecraft are stored at Area 51, an air force base about 150 miles from Las Vegas, where government scientists reverse-engineered the alien's highly advanced technology. Fodder for this has come from a variety of supposed UFO sightings in the area, and testimony from a retired Army colonel who says he has given access to extraterrestrial materials gathered from an alien spacecraft that crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Some believe that the government studies time travel at Area 51, also known as Groom Lake or Dreamland. The government has developed advanced aircraft and weapon systems at nearby Nellis, Air Force Base, including stealth bombers and reconnaissance planes, and the government's official line that the details of Area 51 are classified for purpose in national security, it is only as further proof that the military is hiding aliens or alien spacecraft. Which, if you look at it, there has actually been proven UFO sightings. In, the, in 2020, which yeah. 2020 is like already messed up anyway. So. Didn't the government try to like slide out files that said UFOs are real yes, during the whole COVID
0: and everything that went on this year? So they, they tried did. to hide it. They did. And no one really talked about that. And I just find that hilarious.
2: I find the story to be one of the most truthful ones that we've
0: heard so far. Right, so do I. I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, I'm well. going to go in a 9.1. And with that, before we close this up, I would like to remind you that there's very high chance that none of these are true. Probably more likely than not that none of these are true. But they are fun to discuss and fun to talk about. And with that, this has been the It's the Blank for Me podcast. My name is Eli Jordan with my co-host, David McMahon. Thank you guys so much. Cole Coggins. Have a great week. And we will see you guys next week. See ya.
1: Goodbye. Peace.